Hey everybody, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome back to episode 47 of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. It's been a really, really big week. Yeah. I want um, to I want to first start by saying we are on iTunes. Yes, that's a great that's that's the best part. That was a nice birthday present. <laughs> it was so I was doing it while we were recording our last episode. Yeah. I we just had well, we just had to I guess finally really like solidly look into it and we had to get a couple of things buttoned up, but we are a hundred percent on iTunes. It took about twenty four hours to get us validated by iTunes. So now, if you're listening, you'll hopefully you'll be listening. You know, if you want to listen on YouTube, perfectly fine. If you want to listen to us through iTunes, that's also available. Just search for us, like you would on YouTube, Stone Cold Silver Podcast, and we are listed. There is sort of a diamond logo that we're going with right now. I was thinking over Thanksgiving break, you and I just get like a couple of photos taken and trying to figure out like, you know, if we're going to be funny or I think it'd be funny to take like a, like a series of funny photos for our podcast, something like not super serious, you know, I, I'm not sure how good this will work, but cause I, I'm certainly no, uh, model, but you ain't gotta we'll, be a model. We'll, yeah. But you know, coming up with different poses, we'll make it happen. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll definitely make it happen. Yeah. So that is the big logistical Stone Cold Silver podcast news. Yeah. Uh, also, hold on. Uh, in addition to iTunes, you can, so because we're on Shot Engine and, and through iTunes, you can actually subscribe directly to us if you have an Android phone, um, through just about any podcast manager. Just search for Stone Cold Silver podcast. We'll come up. You can subscribe. Uh, my favorite, my favorite podcast app on Android is Podcast Addict. I think it's a really nice one. Um, so. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Just know another that. idea. Yeah, it's it's a really nice one because you sub- you just subscribe directly on your phone. I'm not sure about iTunes, but I think you have to sync with your computer for you to download the podcast. Um, not with no? not with iOS nine. Oh, okay. Okay. iOS okay. nine has really nice podcast support because I okay. guess the popularity of podcasts has really improved or increased over each of these releases for them. Well, that's good. So I can just search for us right in the phone in our phone. And yeah. then subscribe right within the phone. And then okay, set like your downloads sort of uh behavior, like how often you want the phone to download the US episode. Yeah. We will be doing these weekly, like we always like we've always done it, so just set it to like weekly polls for new content, you should be good to go. Yeah. So that is so that's a little bit of housekeeping for you. I yeah. do want to jump in and talk about some pretty big developments. Yes, so I'm I'm excited to hear about this because I've been up to date with everything, but I still want to hear kind of your in-depth perspective on things. So why don't you kick us off? So I gave notice to American Express, my current employer, and I will be moving to a sports um, startup, FanDuel. It, It all happened rather fast. I know that you and I haven't really been talking too much. I guess it's because we don't we're not playing the same system, to be no. to be quite honest with you. Not the same system, not the same game. I mean, you and I haven't gamed together in months. Uh, has it been months? It has been because we played so we did it we had one day that we played Halo about uh I don't know, maybe about a month ago, maybe a few weeks ago. And then uh when I was in Seattle we didn't play. Um 
like at all the entire time that I was out there. We did, we did like, um, I guess like two days of the Black Ops 3 beta. And, oh, we also did the Rainbow Six beta too. But other than that, that's been it. Oh, wow. It's, it's been a long time since you and I have really gamed together. Even before I went to Seattle, we just had the Halo campaign, but we haven't been playing anything else either. I guess that's, that's pretty crazy considering you and I are the that's most. That's how the friendship started. Yeah, that's not only how the friendship started, but that's sort of like you and I have been the most consistent out of all of our friends yeah. to to game it out, whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, that'll depend on what camp you're in. Yeah, right. So, yeah, you haven't, I mean, I know I've been like called you, like, you know it's serious when you got to call somebody and give them a life update. Yeah. So, we, so I've, you know, I've been American Express for about two years now. Love the company. I think it was it's been a great place to work. I especially adore the people that I work with. But there was just this opportunity that came along, and I had to take advantage of it. It was one of those things where the timing couldn't have been better when they reached out to me. I really wasn't feeling calls, but you know when I, when an opportunity like that comes up, you don't you don't say no. Mm-hmm. So. It was crazy. Uh, they sent me a message through LinkedIn, and the first question I like, I asked the recruiter was, "Hey, is this shop in New York?" And he goes, "Yeah, we're right in Union Square." And I was like, "Great, that's like a really super central location. I'm all about it." And then the recruiter goes, "Great, why don't you send through your resume?" And I did that the next day, and then the following day, they go, hey, do you want to like come in for an interview, or do you just want to talk over the phone? I was like, yeah, let's just go do an in-person show that I can meet and greet, and that was, I want to say, two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, and then I – what was funny is I already had plans with friends booked like basically all that week. I wasn't planning on taking an interview, but by Wednesday, I had already said yes to an interview for Friday. And most of my group was in um, Palo Alto, yeah, just doing like a like a group working session. So it was pretty quiet around the office. And what? Yeah, so I was like supposed to go out to dinner with friends, and in my mind, stupidly, I go, "Well, my friends made plans with me first, so I am not." canceling on them which is kind of like super stupid if you think about it because an interview is arguably more important and anyone who is even semi well adjusted will sort of understand like oh well if you're interviewing for a job like obviously that's more important right but in my mind for some reason i was like eh, whatever like it'll be good like it's not like i wasn't taking it seriously by any stretch of the imagination it was just i'm not gonna just cancel my friends um so you know i went to dinner Wednesday night, Thursday night, and went to the interview on Friday morning. And it was a great interview. Actually, I can't even say that because I walked out of that thinking. <laughs> I was about to be like, uh, Sandy, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I walked out of that. So what was great was how in-depth they were in their questions. Okay. So it wasn't just like, a, hey, tell me about a time you did this. They're like, oh, like I want to talk about very sort of discreet things. Like, why did you make this decision in this design? And what did you do here? And, 
you know, they really went through my portfolio with a fine tooth comb, which I can really mm-hmm. appreciate. Just goes to show you that like, oh, like this isn't just something that you took at the last minute that you really took the time to, to sort of vet things. Yeah. But I, for some reason, I just like got taken aback for a moment. And I was like, oh my God, this is like super serious. I should definitely have canceled all my friends for dinner. And I think I texted you. I was like, yeah, looking doubtful. And doubtful is sort of a injury term in football where you have a 25% chance of playing. So yeah. m- most of the time when somebody's doubtful, they're just not going to play. So I use that metaphor as I go, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be joining FanDuel anytime soon. So what I did over the weekend was I played Uncharted 2, um, <laughs> like really intensely. I platinum that game. So I 100% of that game. I was like, ah, oh, you know, just enjoy yourself. Um, now you sort of know what's out there and you'll do better next time. Well, yeah. I get an inner, I get a, I get a email on Tuesday or Monday morning and like, Hey, we really liked, you know, what we heard. We liked to move forward with the process. And I like basically did one of those like excited taps on my coworker's shoulders. Like, Hey, 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 read this, read this. Um, and he goes, Oh my God, I thought you said you tanked it. I go, I did too. And so they, what they wanted me to do was sort of gave me a case study to analyze some like other apps in market. And provide feedback, which I did. That's like all I worked on that night. I got like at this point, I was like, okay, game on. Like you know, yeah. uh, well, in the, in the words of uh, Human Torch, flame on. And so that's all I did. And I had my friend at work sort of help me. My my really good friend, um, you know who you are. And so I sent it to them on Tuesday morning and they got back to me really quickly. They're like, Hey, thank you so much for sending this. We're going to go with, you know, one of the concepts or one of the apps that you gave us. And then can you sort of go through like your assumptions that you made and why did you, you know, you know, what are your basically like backing up every one of the assumptions that I made? Like if I thought we changed this, it would make this better. So they really wanted to sort of go through my thought process. Right. And so I basically went through like with a fine tooth comb. I was like, this is why I thought about this and this is why I thought about that. And that was really fun. I sent it to that I sent that to them on the Thursday before Halloween for a what amounted to a one hour well, an hour and a half with them with the same two guys again that I interviewed first, who happened to be head of the design team at FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Um, did I, do people know what FanDuel is? Fan, yeah, I, I, I assume most sports fans or even podcast listeners know. Uh, you can explain it if you like that. Yes, FanDuel is a daily sports fantasy, t- uh, website or product that allows you to set lineups, uh, of players you think are going to do really well. And then you enter that into, you know, different contests and, the team with the sort of higher score and the scores sort of determined based on their output in whatever contest you're doing, whatever sport they're in. Um, mm-hmm. And then the top percentiles or what have you get cash money. I think that's a good way of saying it. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then, yeah, what, what was next? Right. So I go in on Monday, uh, Friday morning, and oh, I dressed. So the first time I went for the interview, I was dressed like with dark jeans and a uh, and like a like a blazer. Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. I figured, you know, like I didn't want to look like I wasn't going to wear a suit because that's not the culture of the startup. At least their particular startup, it wasn't the culture. So I didn't want to seem like too out of place. But I also wanted to respect them and be like, hey, I'm interviewing. I'm not going to just come like rolling in some like scrub shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So it's definitely something that's still, I won't lie, it's still new to me. I'm definitely one of the people that, you know, would feel really comfortable if I just wore a suit. That's just sort of how I'm wired. And so this time, so the second time after the first interview, I showed up in just dark jeans and like a nice button down. So sort of like a lot, a lot more casual. And they walked through the document that like gave all my assumptions based after the first document that I sent. And then it was like, all right, let's, uh, let's draw on the board. So it was a lot of just like designing in front of them and then them pushing my thinking, like, why did you make this decision? Why'd you make that decision? And it was a lot of fun. I really appreciate those types of working sessions because, you know, was it, did I feel the pressure? Sure. But it was also knowing that, like, it's sort of like – I sort of liken it to when you take a test in high school. You know how, like, it's always closed book, no notes? Yes. That's not how real life works, right? You're never going to be the only one in the room tasked with creating, like, the answer to something. Um, and no Google. And no Google. Like, <laughs> people just want you to do your job properly. And if yeah, yeah. that means using resources, people will be like, yeah. Why are you not using resources? Like, just do whatever it takes to get the job done. So, mm-hmm. in that sense, it was nice because we were working together and they were pushing my thinking, and it was a really sort of interactive experience, which That's good. which is cool, but also sort of like crazy because they're sitting right there and like sort of giving you comments and. Um, yeah, when you told me that, I I really like kind of likened it to my um, my preliminary exam that I had to do about a year and a half ago where it's like, I'm kind of leading it, but a lot of times the, uh, the instructors, the people that were kind of grilling me, they would kind of chime in and, and it was almost discussions at, at certain points. Right. I think it's, I think that's right on the nose. So, you know, after, after about an hour, one of the guys has to go to a meeting, but then the other, uh, one of the other guys is still available. So, you know, he goes, you know, we grilled you, now you grill us. And then so I asked him sort of about his history and all that stuff. And it was uh, after that, you know, he had to leave and I got to meet with the head recruiter, the like in-house recruiter that they have. So like talent acquisition. And he sort of, he told me about his background, where he's come from and how he really likes it at FanDuel for, you know, numerous reasons that we talked about compensation which is always uh, an interesting moment because i wasn't prepared to talk about compensation that day i thought that it was going to be like later in the process had i had the opportunity to continue to interview so he just threw me he was like let's just you know just tell me what you what you're making right now and i gave him like x plus you know a percentage and he goes, you make a bonus? And I go, yes. And I gave him X plus percentage on that as well. And he goes, yeah, I think we can make you a really competitive offer. We'd be looking to move really fast. Um, are you talking to anyone else? Which is all like sort of like standard questions. So everyone sort of understands what the other person's timelines are looking at, right, right. looking like. And I told him, yeah, you know, I'm talking to other people. And he goes, okay, um, good to know. And I told him, listen, if you give me 
if you come back with me and you sort of give me an offer, I won't wait till sort of bonus payout season at Amex. Like I'll just I'll just leave. I just like I don't want to let a good um opportunity slip through my fingers. So he goes, Great, you know, we'll be in touch and I was like, after that interview I felt a lot more confident coming out of that one. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying probable. Definitely at least a questionable. Um, which is sort of like funny as like terminology, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Questionable in sports is fifty percent uh possibility to play. Probable is seventy five percent. I wasn't gonna sit here in front of you and lie and say, you know, I was seventy five percent confident that I got the job because there was like Perfect. a few parts. So I was like, oh, you know, I definitely could have answered this better, could have answered that better. And, Understandable, right? And so. I am sort of freaking out Monday morning because they haven't gotten back to me yet during like the times in the past when they've gotten back to me on things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, you didn't get back to me between this time and this time, and this is when all of our other emails have gone by, gone through, you know, pat to and from each other. Does that, is that a good sign? You know, it's basically the classic Sandy overanalyzing. Classic everybody overanalyzing. Oh, sure. And I was like, you know what? Like, give it a day. It's not a big deal. I assumed for some reason that if I didn't get it, I would hear back from them. For some reason, it just struck me that that was going to be a thing because some people like to do that, but not everyone. You know, Some people are just like, oh, you didn't get it. I'm sorry. But I think if you go deep enough into a process, then they will give you the courtesy knowing that you it was like one of the final rounds or something. Yeah, yeah. So I don't hear anything. And then I'm sort of out at a welcome drinks event for a new uh, employee at uh, my current group. And then I get an email at around like 8 o'clock at night. And it goes, hey, you know, hope you had a good weekend. Do you think you can set some time aside for, you know, tomorrow morning at 9? You know, we won't need the full time. And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, let's just do nine o'clock right on the dot. I was like, we're not, I'm not going to do like 10 o'clock, right? Like I'm not going to survive. There's nothing mm-hmm. else I'm thinking about. And then he calls me right at nine o'clock and he goes, Hey, how was your weekend? And in my mind, I was like, please, let's just move to it. Let's just move to it. Um, I was like, you know, good. You know, he's a big giants fan, the, uh, the recruiter. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Hey man. And this was the week that Eli threw for six and Drew Brees threw for seven touchdowns yeah. so it was like a big weekend for you know him as a sports fan so we were talking about that for a little bit he goes all right listen i wanted to talk to you i got the feedback from the two guys and in my mind i was like nope i didn't get the job because if i got the job you would have said immediately congratulations and because you didn't say congratulations immediately i didn't get the job so i had literally a notebook on my bed and the second he said, I got the feedback and i was like i literally just did a slow closing of the notebook i was like nope yeah that's that's too bad. I really, you know, I started out a little shaky. Um, not shaky, but just, you know, sort of, it's like getting caught on a blitz, right? Like you're just, you just got to pick up the blitz. And I thought I picked up the blitz rather nicely. Yeah. Um, especially in my later interviews. But when he said, you know, we got the feedback, I was like, oh, Jesus, that's, that's really disappointing. I thought I did really well. And then he was saying like, you know, like, one person, you know, really liked you. Another person had some feedback, but still really liked you. So we're going to make you an offer. And I might like my heart just jumped out of my chest. They gave me a number. Uh, it was really competitive and compelling to what, you know, I was 
currently sort of making. Right. There's some other financial incentives attached with it. So that was also really cool. Um, I sort of just like, yeah, I, I'm down. Let's sort of next steps. He goes, you know, after I got the verbal, then we sort of, he goes, you know, I'll send over everything. And he sent it to me later that evening. Um, and then I signed the offer and faxed it over the next day. Nice. I gave notice and my last day will be November 20th. My first day at the FanDuel will be December 1st. So that is the story of getting the job at FanDuel. All right. That's exciting, man. It's exciting for a lot of reasons. It's exciting because I've always sort of wanted to know if I had the stones to make it in a startup because the stakes are just a lot realer. Yeah. What's nice about this particular startup is it's really well funded. So it's not like some not whole It's not a giant risk. It's not the giant risk, right? The FanDuel I mean the fact that they've got all these commercials should be an indicator of how much money they have. Yeah. And they've gone through multiple rounds of funding. Each round of funding did phenomenally well. And they've got a lot of big names backing them. So that was one thing. Another thing was I just love sports. Yeah. And I've always wanted to know when people say like, Oh, you know, when you when you do something you're passionate about, you never work a day in your life. And I not to say that I'm not, not considering this work, but the fact that I am passionate about the subject material, I think is a big deal to, to really like what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that I didn't like what I did at Amex. I definitely loved what I did at Amex, but this is just different. It's just like, this is the thing I always have on when I'm at work, you know, like I've, yeah, it's, it's like, this is all that me and my coworkers talk about. Like, I do. I run a fantasy league at work with 14 people, and every Tuesday morning, I send a giant email recapping all the action of the week. I right. mean, I know I CC you on these, and it's just uh, – I don't know if you read them, but I definitely like um, – it's just funny, like the office politics and just like shitting on each other. Like it's just – I take this stuff more seriously than I should probably, but it's just like you know, when you like something, you don't really have hassle. Yeah. No, I, compl- I completely agree with you. And – I texted – you remember when I went to San Francisco to see that girl? Yes. I texted her and I said, hey, um, hope all is well. I have something to tell you. Well, I really just need to thank you. Um, let me just read this real quick. I hope you uh-huh. – I hope, you know, friend in San Francisco, I hope you don't mind. But it was sort of a, a nice little moment. I said to her, I go, so I have to tell you something. Really, I have to thank you. When I visited you way back, uh, when you, when I visited you way back, when you really opened my eyes to the new world that I didn't have access to in New York City and made me more comfortable to that possibility. While I'm not moving to San Francisco yet, I did give notice to American Express yesterday and I'm moving on to a startup, albeit an established one. Gonna try chasing my passion for once. And she goes, wow, this moved me so much. Thank you for making my week by telling me. I'm so glad to hear that the trip was good for you. And I'm so, so proud of you for making this leap. You'll you'll be infinitely glad you did and chased your passion. And I go, seriously, couldn't have done it without you. I'm excited for what's to come. Is it scary? Absolutely. But I'm looking for scary. I need some scary right now. And so it was just sort of really, I just needed to tell her that she was one of the few people that really pushed me to do this. 
And she sort of incepted that idea into me a long time ago. The thing is, I wanted to not make the same mistake that I did at Ogilvy, which was stay around for too long based just because of the people. I see. And because I I usually am really good friends with I mean, not usually. It's just every job that I've had, I've become really close with the people I work with. Uh, you know, it's probably just a testament to my kind of um, personality or what have you. But, you know, at Ogilvy, I maybe stayed a little bit too long just because of the people and how much fun and, you know, how much I cared for them, sort of like deeply, knowing that, you know, when you're in the trenches like that, that uh, yeah, it's hard not to sort of connect with people and I didn't want to make the same mistake this time and you know when it was that good sort of like that welcome dinner there was a moment where I was alone with a few really close friends and I sort of just let it slip like hey guys I can't just sit here and feel disingenuous with you guys I gave notice I'm going to or rather I'm going to be giving notice in the morning Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my god, like, where, where, where are you going? And they were all extremely supportive. They're like, you know, this is terrible news for us, but you know, this is great news for you. We're really excited for you. We we wish all the best for you. And you know that 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 stuff really moves me. You know, because yeah, because you're at work for so much of your life that for me, you know, it's hard not to sort of become friends with people. But you know. At the same time, in my in the back of my head, and this just might be an insecurity of mine, but I'm always like, are we really friends? Or is everyone just incredibly nice to me? Um, and that's how I've, It's like a variant of that imposter syndrome, isn't it? I think it is. I think it's like, you know, it's just easier if we were all nice to each other uh, and made work pleasant. But that doesn't mean you actually like have to like me in any way. I think yeah. for me personally, and I and I don't know if this is a, a character strength or a character flaw, but it's very important for people to like me. Um, I find that when not like everybody, but like co- like coworkers for sure. I just find like I just have this like maybe not a compulsive need to be liked, but I just find that it makes things just a lot better. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I think most most people kind of have that too. Um, Unless you're kind of like a sociopath or something like that, uh, typically everyone wants to be liked. There, uh, from time to time, you probably are okay with somebody not liking you, but it kind of it probably goes both ways at that point. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know, one of the one of my really good friends, she uh, she got very emotional. She started like tearing up at the table, mm. and it's just like that. I mean, I don't want to sound like in, like a like a mean person, but that, like really warmed my heart. Because it's like, oh my god, like these are real emotions that you have, right? And not that uh, I don't want to sound callous, but I was like, I didn't know that we were at that level, you know? Like, it just meant a lot to me. Yeah. And yeah. and and I wish it didn't. Like, I wish it was like based on something else, but you know, this is just such a good opportunity for me, and 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 it doesn't change the fact that you know we're good friends. It's just that you might not see. You're just not going to see me every day. Yeah, and it's such a bittersweet thing. Right. It's it's absolutely a bittersweet thing. 
And the nerd part of me sort of likened it to the last song in The Hobbit, Five Armies. I don't know if you heard the song at the end of the credits, but it's sort of like uh, end of the journey. It's time for everyone to go home. And sort of the some of the lyrics of the song are just like, you know, like, I don't know if I'll ever see you again, but I'll always remember the times we had together. Yeah. And that just like... I don't know. Like I got, I got fucking emotional on my way on my walk home. It was like a late night for all of us, and I just got really emotional because, like, God damn, like, a part of me is like, am I making the right decision? You know, like these are such great people. What, what am I doing? But then I was like, no, like, don't be silly. Like this is you. Like it's a passion. You have to, you have to give it a shot. If you don't, this will be always one of those things that you'll say, what if? And you know, we, nobody's got time for that. Right. So it's just, you know, the the idea of leaving a job and realizing that people really do care for you, and when they say these really nice things, it's it's just really moving, and it, it fills my heart with joy. You know, just to know that a, you know, we are that close, we we do have a a, a relationship on 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 some level, and that hopefully, you know, we're, it, this won't be the end for us. Yeah. That will will still stay in touch, and if it's meant to be, then hopefully you know this won't be the last time that we see each other. It's just, yeah, I just had to share that because it's it hasn't been easy. It's not like, you know, I'm just I gave notice. I'm just cackling on my way out. You know, it's definitely something that I'm gonna miss the shit out of the people I work with. Absolutely. So, but I did, like I said before, I did, I was definitely not trying to make the same mistake I had before because then that wouldn't mean that I haven't grown. So that was important for me. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, I'm proud of you for making for making the move, you know. Um, Thank you. It's such a hard thing because it's you, you, make, you make such meaningful meaningful friends and like it's it's almost like, I don't know, I don't know if it's like high school or what. Maybe that's like the best comparison that I can make to it right now since that's about as far as I've gotten to that, to that level. But you just, you see these people every day. You almost take for granted the fact that you see them all the time. Uh, you know, people that you work hard together with, you, you know, you share laughs with, you eat lunch with, things like that. And then, uh, you know, to have to, to make the decision to leave, um, I, it's a really nice thing that you're going to be in the city and still be near those people so you can still catch up with them. You can still see them. Yes. Um, and that's a great thing. For sure. It's, yeah, it's just, it's always going to be tough, right? And right. it's just nice to know that, you know, you've, you've made some pretty meaningful relationships. I had a, this, I had a sort of conversation with, uh, with a good friend of mine over dinner and he goes, Oh, I'd never. I never get close with my coworkers. It's just not something I do. I need to sort of because he's definitely in a management position, and he goes, "I can't have sort of something happening in uh like I guess in like the the quote unquote real world that could affect how you view me, and then like affect your performance at work." Yeah, I go. That makes perfect sense. He goes, "Like I'm not gonna go out with like first year analysts." And then they see like all of us getting drunk. And then when I ask for a report at like due at 3 p.m., he doesn't do it. He goes, ah, it's not a big deal. He goes, no, it's a big deal. I asked for it at 3 p.m. for a reason. He, like he doesn't want to compromise that sort of leadership position. And I think that makes a ton of sense. 
I just think that that is the difference in our industries where because we were building a product together that it was just so much like we were spending so much time together and it was impossible not to sort of get to know one another. And this was the same group that I took the trip out to the Grand Canyon with. So I've got a, a lot, a lot of close friends and like if you're willing to go on like a, like basically an eight hour road trip with, with your coworkers, like you, you like them. Like it's just plain and simple. You just, you like your coworkers. Yeah. Um, most people would be like, you're out of your goddamn mind. But, you know, we just, I don't know. It's just, it's different, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's all I have to say on that. Um, like I said before, starting on the, first of december i will have a few days off for thanksgiving that, that week and then just right back in it it's uh that's good um do you know what your holiday schedule will be like after you start in terms of like christmas and new year and all so i'm gonna play it pretty conservatively this year i want to say I don't know if I'm going to be able to come home for obviously as long as I usually have been able to come home. Like, you know, like these like three week sort of jaunts at home. Right. Um, they do have two days off for Christmas and then two days off for New Year's because I'm the new guy. I'm a, I'm probably just going to try and stay local. If I don't have to, I'm definitely going to come home for as long as I can. Okay. But we'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think you, oh, you're not allowed to play FanDuel because you work there. Correct. I was about to say, do you think you'll play? And I just realized you can't. I, uh, I can't play FanDuel. Nope. Yeah. Which is fine. How, do you have any idea how many people that work there have had played before? Oh, that, that's interesting now. Like, cause it's, I imagine like the, the process of development and, and everything is you're going to have a completely different perspective on it than the people who actually play because you're not allowed to play. Right. Um, which may or may not be a good thing. Yeah, because yeah. I won't be sort of saddled to things that they've done in the past. Yeah, little few biases and whatnot. Right. Um, you know, that's a good question. I I can't answer that because I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, are there like work leagues? I think there are. I think there's like okay, private so you... in-house work leagues. Okay. And I don't know if there's like a, I don't know if there's money involved in that. It might be just like fun, like really tiny right, uh, right. pots, but maybe that could be interesting. Okay. I mean, I like fantasy. Uh, this week would prove to all my listeners that I'm terrible at fantasy. Losing in every league. Uh, in one league, I'm losing by like 150. Um, which is absolutely absurd. If we take a quick detour into fantasy world, I'm losing 186 to 64. The man had Cam Newton, who went off for 34 points. Antonio Brown, for who had 284 oh, receiving yards. Randall Cobb had 15 points. Like, and then he had Devontae Freeman, Todd Gurley, and D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo Williams had almost 40 points. Yeah. Like he posted on my Facebook. He goes, I feel bad for this win. I go, I literally texted back to him. I was like, just take me out back and shoot me. That's how badly I did this week. D'Angelo uh, Williams, how many touchdowns did he have? Like three, two, three? He had two. 
And then Antonio Brown had like 200 yards. Yeah. It was just, did he have a touchdown as he well? He did not have a touchdown, but 200. Okay, I didn't think so. 284 yards is. 284. Wow. Okay. I was watching that at the gym when I was, when I was uh, doing like cardio and I saw in the first half he had 180 some yards. I did not see how he did in the second half. That's absolutely insane. 184 yards in the first half. The fact that he got another 100 on top of that, though, is absolutely wild, I too. mean, that's some Madden numbers that you're putting up. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. That's when you realize that you found an exploit in the game, and uh, <laughs> you're just exploiting it. So, what else I want to talk about? Oh, tonight, I had dinner with an old friend, who you know as well. Yeah. His name is Jin Ong. We went to school together. Uh, during high school, and the last time I saw him was when we graduated. Yep, same here. Yeah, he sent me a message, um, saying like, "Hey, I'll be, you know, stateside. You know, if you are available, I'd love to catch up with you." And I was like, "Absolutely!" Like, it's been so long that we have to catch up. So we went to a dinner at this place called Calicchio and Sons, which is like a pretty fancy place. Mm-hmm. Um, the food was spec spectacular dude it was unreal it was really good i brought my friend jenny along uh podcast listeners will know jenny was the girl that i took to the wedding yeah and she also has a lot of good news she got a new job she got a big girl job um and it's a really exciting job it's at a one of the best firms in the world so you know we've been sort of celebrating um that news together and, you know, tonight I was like, hey, you know, like, she goes, oh, you know, do I have to dress up? I was like, yeah, you got to dress up. It's a nice place. She goes, oh, I've been dressed up all weekend. I was like, it's funny. Um, We caught up and it was, you know, like, it's one of those people where you haven't seen in forever and you pick up like it was yesterday. Yeah. That's exactly what it was like. And I won't lie to you. I was a little nervous because we hadn't really, like, kept in touch, you know. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's not like you and I, like, we kept in, I mean, we didn't really keep in touch, but we just, like, all right, what am I saying? It's not like us at all. Um, <laughs> just because, like, we started talking rather quickly. No? I always, I yeah. always get this date wrong, but was it sophomore year that we started talking? Uh, I think it was junior year. Was that, no, no. It, was, it was senior year. It was senior year. No. It was Black Ops 1. Yeah, man. Black Ops 1 came out senior year, dude. I didn't play the Xbox until junior year. I didn't even have it. I feel like these dates get older and older every time I ask you this question. Next thing you know, you're going to be like, oh, dude, it was like two years out of college, man. It's like, no. It... Okay, if you say so. I mean. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I didn't, I didn't play the Xbox until, until, um, until junior year. That was Modern Warfare 2. And um, we didn't play till Black Ops 1, till the end of Black Ops 1. Okay. So, like, because we hadn't really kept in touch, I was like, oh, like, you know, we're in, you know, we just need to, like, we just didn't have, like, a lot of common ground, in a sense. Right. But, you know, fears were totally unfounded. Um, when we, when we, when he sat down with his girlfriend, like, it was just, like, super easy. Like, I didn't know he was here with his girlfriend. Yeah. His girlfriend that he met, uh, at university, uh, okay. during their second year, he said. Um, Jin, if you're listening, that's me paying attention to detail. Uh, the joke at dinner was that I just, 
like have a horrible attention to detail and them as because him and his girlfriend are both lawyers that attention to detail is very important in their relationship uh i was like especially when you guys fight right like you guys it's all about the wording what you guys said and so that was a little joke um yeah. So my there's my attention to detail. It was great. Like, you know, girlfriend was really sweet and really funny and we sort of just caught up with like what we've been doing since we graduated from school. And uh which is a lot. Which is a lot, a lot to cover, but it was a like, great fun. Uh so the place that we went to, Calicion Sons, the way they serve their food is all appetizer portions. Uh, and the idea behind that is this way you can order a few things and try a bunch of what the, uh, chef has made. So we each ordered three things and then a dessert. Um, so it's a really like hearty meal. It wasn't like the, the portion sizes were enough where you could get a taste of things. It wasn't like a microscopic portion. Um, yeah. but it wasn't definitely like a, like a, what's it called? Like a, TGI Friday's portion where it's just like too much food, you know, like they, they came and give it away at that point. Um, so yeah, we, we talked, we're like, Oh, like hopefully, you know, hopefully if you're able to make it, you know, he'd love to see you and, um, no pressure. Um, hopefully if it works out, it does. If not, if not, then it's fine. Yeah. So, but all in all, it was a great meal and it was sort of like, you know, really nice to see him. He's doing very well for himself. He's a corporate lawyer right now that specializes in mergers and acquisitions. Um, and I mean, like, it was crazy, right? Because Jim was always one of the smartest kids in school. And yeah. he was just always much more, like, mature than all of us were. And I don't know <laughs> if that potentially got him bullied. Um, I don't know if bullying was a big problem in our school. But all I know is that, you know, kids our age back then had no idea what they were doing. But he... He always seemed like he had a good head on his shoulders. So it's nice to see that he's doing really well. Yeah, for sure. Um, he said that he drove back to Unionville, our old alma mater high school. Yeah. And he's like, Oh my god, the place has changed so much, I almost missed the turn. I was like Yeah. I was like it has. Yeah. I mean the the entrance itself is such a good symbol for how much it has changed. Yeah, I, I haven't been there in a while. I haven't been inside the school since we were students there. Um, and I haven't driven it out in front of it in a bit, but it is, it's very different. Like if you look at it from the outside, you really wouldn't know that that was our high school. Right. It almost looks like a campus now. Yeah. I don't think they have mod buildings anymore. Things like that. Oh yeah. Like the trailers. Yeah. Um, I like how they tried to like, Branded as mods, it's like no, nah, dude, just call it what right, it is. Right no, they're just trailers. Yeah, just hey, the, the new mod. They were they were nice because they, were, they had AC though. Like most of the school when we were there didn't have air conditioning. So uh, if you had a class out in the mods, you had a, you had air conditioning. That was nice. That was nice. You're absolutely right. I totally forgot about that little bit. Um, oh, can you imagine no AC? Like, how do you want me to yeah. focus? Yeah, I remember that, and and especially like after gym class, they would have the fan on right right out front. So a lot of us would just like stand there and take turns out, outside the fan. Outside the fan. <laughs> oh, that's so funny! Um, and just like you know, blow the air underneath your shirt just to cool down because you you know you have to go around to your next classes. Yeah, um, that's too funny. Yeah. So yeah, he's doing a nice little tour of the Eastern Seaboard. Um, he hasn't been in America since he graduated high school. So it's been a nice little trip for him and his girlfriend. 
Um, they've got a couple of yeah. like, I mean, I know she said, or they both said that, you know, he, uh, she's been back or she's been to the U.S. a few times, but because he hasn't, like, they're going to be doing a, a good amount of touristy things. Um, which is fine. I said that, you know, if I can, I'll, I'll meet up with them again. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's really quote unquote all I have this week. I know it's just a I dominated the the podcast this week, but that's all that's all I have. Nice. Um what else do I want to talk to you about? Oh what are we playing? I need to tell you. Uh so sort of like our video game update. I beat Uncharted Three. And go. I platinumed it and that just means like all of the certain things you had to get done. You had to like all of the little challenges, um, a hundred percent. So I have a hundred percented all three uncharted. Um, and then I, today I bought the the game journey. Oh, did you? And can I just tell you that is one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. Really? It was so incredible. There's no words in the entire game. It's all well. First of all, it's a short game, um, which sort of compounds the statement of best game ever. Not best game ever played, but like definitely in the top pantheon of games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. It's I beat it in like two hours. I played it in one sitting, and it was honestly one of the most emotional experiences I've ever been on. Um. Oh crazy it was the storytelling was amazing the game is visually one of the most beautiful games it the art direction is incredible like i i'm gonna see if i can share some of the screenshots that i took because i kept like stopping and taking screenshots of things just because like it was so beautifully like created that it kept taking my breath away and there is sort of like a is kind of like a single player game but the way the game was designed like random people can come into your game like seamlessly yeah yeah um like you'll just sort of like happen upon somebody and you won't be able to connect with them like uh communicate with them outside of like your character sending these like pings um so there's no like words you can't chat with them over the headset and then in the times that somebody would come across my game, we'd work together. And then because, like, you know how I play video games, right? Like, I'm just trying to, like, search for everything. Like, some mm-hmm. people would stay around and some people would just move on. And then it was really sad when somebody moved on because it's like, oh, like, it's a really quiet and expansive world. And, like, I thought we were in this together. Um, and thankfully, it's not one of those games where you're, like, trying to kill each other. Because, God, like, I can't even imagine, like, the amount of nonsense that you'd have to go through. But, yeah, like, a couple, like, I made it to the end with one guy, like, the last few chapters. He died a few times. There was, like, nothing I could do to save him. It wasn't like, I, I mean, I did watch him die. But yeah. it was sort of, like, the timing of the platform. And it was, like, a really, like, it, at certain times at the end, it got really, like, unnerving. Because of, I mean, I'm not going to ruin why it was unnerving, but sort of what happened at the end and like I had my headphones on the entire time and the score like it was one of the most beautiful soundtracks I've ever heard I even bought like you're gonna laugh but I bought the dynamic theme 
for the PS4. Like I spent two dollars, and now my PlayStation Four has the Journey like dynamic theme in the background. Interesting. Um, that's how much I love this game, and I'm really happy that I bought the PS4 just to uh, experience these types of games. You know, like yeah. Journey and Flower, and these are all games that we've heard of as Xbox owners, but mm-hmm. you know, sort of like our gaming habits before didn't sort of make time for this kind of stuff because we were always playing Call of Duty and. You know, like I've always wanted to play Heavy Rain. I don't know if I'll get that game next or if I'll get Last of Us. But I definitely wanted to tell you that it's definitely one of the best games I've ever played. And I was really happy that I got to experience that today. It just felt like so many emotions were going through me at the end of that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was a nice little 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 moment that I had. That's interesting. That's interesting. I, n- I never I haven't seen like too much footage of that game, so I don't even know how it really works or anything like that. Yeah. But that's interesting. I don't know if I don't I'm know if a couple that, little videos right now, but that's about I, it. Yeah, I don't know if that game is gonna be like you can translate the same sort of transcendent experience that I had over like a like a video yeah. um of yeah. somebody else playing. I do know Definitely. that there is somebody at work who's a really big YouTuber. Um, Satchel, uh, Satchel Drakes is his name. It's funny because in his videos, he always goes Satch, Satchel like a bag, Drakes. Um, he's a, I mean, I'll, we'll put a link in the description for his channel. He definitely is a much more prestigious YouTuber than quote unquote we are. Um, but because we work in the same office for, for now, he, we've talked about sort of our video game stuff. And it was just really interesting to hear, like, sort of see his reaction. He goes, oh, man, you're about to play Journey. Oh, I can't wait to talk to you about your your views on that game. So I'm, I'm really excited to talk to him about that. Because yeah. um, he's definitely one of those guys who's, like, super smart about – he knows all the all the culture references of everything, like really obscure movies and, and art and sort of music. And so he's, like – and I, what I liked about his videos is that he's not trying to – persuade you to see his way like his way is the hot or the highway but he's definitely saying this is why i see it this way and i hope you can sort of uh empathize with why i see it this way like these are the cultural um sort of influences that i see from this what do you think so all of the com or most of the comments not all most of the comments on his channel like oh like they have a it's basically a discussion in his comments instead of a flame war going on, which is sort of like a rarity, and that sort of drew me in immediately. It's like, oh, people aren't going on like ridiculous like gay or religion bashing in your in your comment section. Like, okay, that's you seem to have a pretty good subscriber base then. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Oh, I think Tomb Raider comes out on Tuesday. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So it's Fallout. Although. I'm waiting to see their reviews on that before I do anything with that. I haven't been able to play uh, like as much as I want. Um, well, I'm sure you're really busy. I've just been busy. Well, yeah, I've been really busy with school, but then I, you know, this weekend I went to I went to the Statue of Liberty with Lena. I uh, did the whole New Jersey thing. Let's talk um, about it. I don't want to go too much into detail because it's getting late and I do have to process this. But essentially, um, we just had like a getaway weekend. Nice. Um, it's been a long time since we've kind of been able to get away, but just the two of us, um, literally, I guess the last time we really, it's just the two of us spending time together was when we were in Europe, when we were in England. That was like two months ago now. Yeah. Um, and I guess really Paris at that point. So just you two was um, nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was just the two of us. It was just like a day trip, uh, more or less. I stayed at her place on Thursday. Um, so Friday morning, cause she, she does, she, she works Sunday to Thursday. So her weekend starts on Friday. So I sort of took the day off on Friday. Um, she drove us up. Uh, my birthday was on Monday, this, this past Monday. So she drove me up and, um, as a surprise, I had no idea where we were going. All of a sudden we end up like, you know, at a Liberty Park in New Jersey. Um, you didn't know the entire time? No, I didn't know where we were going at all. She, she never told me. Um, she likes to do surprises and stuff like that. So that's nice. That's cute. Um, we get there and we're just like right across from Battery Park. Yeah. You know, just right on the other side of the Hudson. I'm like, Oh, that's where Sandy's office yeah. is. Um, so we, we went over to the Statue of Liberty. She got us, she got us tickets to go up to the top. Uh, we did that. How is it at the top? Is it nice? It's not what I thought it was going to be. It's super cramped climbing up. I'll tell you about it after, like tomorrow, but it's very cramped when you climb up. Like there are total like 400 stairs. Uh, the first like 200 stairs take you to the pedestal. Okay. And you up at the pedestal and it's super cramped. Like there's, it's a square round. You remember when we were up at the Space Needle? Yeah. Basically like that, uh, that amount of space between you and like where if you want to stand against the wall and there are people behind you, there's just enough room for two people to kind of like inch their way across. Like you can't really be walking side by side. If that makes any sense, you kind of have to turn your body. Um, so we walked around, um, you know, got a couple pictures and then we started working our way up to the, to the, uh, to the head. And at that point, it's a super narrow spiral staircase. There's just enough room for one person to fit, uh, one at a time. You can't, you know, you can't walk side by side. And, um, the guy that was working there said that before 9-11, they used to let everybody go up there. Uh, they used to like to nowadays, they only let up about 365 people per day. Uh, before 9-11, they used to let up like 15,000 people up. He said it would take like two hours for you to get to the top. It blew my mind. He said that, um, like how long it would take the people to get to the top. He said they would have like 60 medical, medical emergencies every year. Um, and I can't imagine that because there's no elevator and it's a super narrow staircase. It was hot while we were there and it wasn't that hot outside. Right. Um, like we're, we're in there. There are very few people inside. It's super hot, super congested. And I'm a little claustrophobic in there and there it's just me and Lana. Like they kind of stagger people as you go through. So you, you don't really run into anybody else other than the people in your party. And so we work our way up. It takes us just a few minutes to get to the top. It wasn't too bad. But some people that were a bit out of shape, especially even getting up to the pedestal, those people had issues um, getting up to the pedestal. Some people, when we were when we were going up the spiral stairwell, um, they were like, "No, I can't do it." Um, Jesus, you know, they they were a bit like they were. Well, it was. I don't think it was less. I think I think it was less them not feeling um, conditioned for it. They were just kind of scared of heights and maybe claustrophobic. And I think the claustrophobia is a big deal. Yeah, because you're like you know you're. It's a super narrow stairwell. The stairs are kind of high. There's not much room to like you're. You know, you look around. You look over the banister to your right, and it's almost like a wall not too far from you. Just the sides of the statue. Uh, or mostly like scaffolding. You can't really tell where this, like where in the statue you are, but you finally get to the top and the windows are really small. Like the head is very small. You get up there, um, and you look out the windows. There's like five windows, you know, uh, like above the crown, I guess. Um, and it's, it's like not even a super clean window. So you can see out, but there's, it's, it's really only for the view. You, you're, you're not going to really get many good pictures, although I did take a picture too. Good. Um, 
Uh, so after that, we, we skipped Ellisad because we hadn't been able to eat. We had we kind of had an appointment to be there uh, to go up to the Tower of One. I didn't know if we had to make that appointment or not. So we got there and we skipped Ellisad because it goes from Jersey to Ellis Island, then Ellis Island to the statue. Then it goes back to um, to Liberty City, although you could take another one to Ellis Island. But we hadn't eaten and, um, you know, didn't have a ton of time throughout the day. So What is Liberty City? Liberty City. That's just where uh, Liberty City Park. That's where you disembark in gotcha. Jersey. Sorry. Um, so after that, we just checked into the hotel. Uh, after we ate, uh, we stayed at the Hilton Meadowlands. So we were just like we were super close to uh, Giants. To the yeah to the, to the Giants and Jet Stadium. Yeah. Uh, MetLife Stadium, and um, we uh, we went and we got dinner at this place. I think it's called Aldi La. Is the name of this, this restaurant? It's a. It was really good food. It's an Italian restaurant. I, I thought it was. I thought it was going to be. I thought the portions were going to be small, but they were very, very big. Um, and they ended up doing karaoke, which I know you love. But Lena and I were just sitting there, like, oh goodness, like they they started like some people were loud. Uh, most of the people, like ninety nine percent of the people that were singing, were really good. It was just that it was super loud. So when we were talking, we really had to yell. Uh, you know, we're kind of just. We're trying to have like a you know a romantic dinner, so to speak, and kind of have to yell to speak to each other across the are table. Are you are you trying to tell me that you don't think karaoke is romantic? No, no. Oh, oh. So oh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Well, uh, our birth our birthday dinner when when uh <laughs> my birthday dinner when when you know it's just the two of us getting to enjoy our company or each other's company, but it was fine. It was good. We were we were making jokes most of the time, so it, it did. It, we we made the best of the situation. I sure. think it was really good. Sure. Um, like I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't like upset by it at all. We we were literally cracking up at certain points. Um. We never really get dessert at dinner, but we did get we we shared a chocolate cake. I got a coffee. Nice. Coffee um, after dinner is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, I love it. Um, and then we went back to the hotel. Um, she ended up falling asleep at about 11. I watched The Replacements on TV. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it's such a bad yeah. movie. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I can't remember why I stayed up for, for so long. I guess I was. I mean, I, I understand. Sometimes I, I stay up too. Yeah, I mean, it was like 11 when she fell asleep, and I just stayed up. It was like 1. I don't think I had any reason to stay up. I was just kind of chilling yeah. out. Uh, the next morning, we went to uh, Hoboken and got breakfast. Nice. Um, we had this one place in mind. Like We looked up a place uh, because she had a restaurants.com coupon, and so we were trying to use that. And so we went over, and it turned out that it was not breakfasty at all. It was literally it was like 1230 when we got there, 12, 1230, and music was blasting. Uh, they had like the college, they had the college football games on and, uh, just the smell of beer. We literally had to get carted to go inside and wow. we're like, yeah, they don't even have brunch here. So we, we walked out and there was a place right across the street called La Bouche, which was a French restaurant. So we went over there and got breakfast, which was really good. Nice. Do you um, guys use a lot of, uh, restaurant.com stuff? No, she had. She's had these for like a, a long time, and so she was trying to make use of them. Yeah, because I bought. I remember buying like fifty dollars worth of um, restaurant.com gift certificates. I want to say like three years ago, and I yeah. don't think I ever used any of it. Yeah, that's exactly what happened with hers. So she realized that she had it. She was like, "Oh, I should try to using that." So she printed it out before we came. Was it up. hard to use? Do people still take them? 
Yeah, they got the people that still took him to where he went. Uh, although one one of the restaurants that she bought it for, like the reason why she bought it is because there was a restaurant that we go to in uh, in Delaware, and they stopped taking it. Oh, I guess. So, okay, I guess it's just too old some, or something. Some people, yes. Well, no, it's just they they can a restaurant, I guess, can decide if they don't want to be a partner with Restaurants.com anymore. So, oh, uh, it what it had nothing to do with because I think this was the same coupon or this from the same gift card that she had. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then, um, what do we, oh, so then we went over to, um, what is it called? What's, what's the cake, the cake boss yeah. that he, he owns a, a bunch of bakeries. Um, there's one in Hoboken. So we went over I think there, the original one cannot, is in Hoboken. Oh, uh, really? Yes, sir. I'm looking up the name of the restaurant. It's called Carlos, like, like Carlos, but it's, it's possessive of Carlo. Carlos Bakery, and so we went over there, and the line was insane. We, the whole time we were sitting there trying to think of ways that they can make their line better. Because you go in, you walk in, you take a number. It reminded me of that. I'm sure you've been to it. There's a deli in New York City um, where they specialize in corned beef. Corned beef or pastrami? I think it was corned beef. Cats still. I didn't get it. Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah. And I just remember going there and how packed it was. But they seem pretty efficient when you when you walk in. You like, I think you you place your order you walk in you get a slip and you kind of mark what you want and then you give them the slip and then you pay for it up front something like that when you walk into carlos you take a number and you're just standing oh, that's there dumb. there are tons of people that are like taking pictures because they you know they want pictures of the place i'm not sure how many people were like were actually not interested in getting anything but we walked in we picked up number 24 and they were serving number 94 and it took us a good like half an hour or so to actually get served um, you're just kind of standing there and it's kind of a long store. So you, 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 you look to see what you want inside the cases and throughout the process of waiting like 30 minutes, we finally work our way through to the front, but we're moving like an inch a minute or something like that. So we finally see most of what they have and we were able to take, to, to place our order, but, um, it was super packed and they basically like, uh, they don't have like a loudspeaker and the numbers that they have on display don't update very frequently. Or, or like efficiently, I think. So sometimes they would say numbers and people just didn't have those numbers. So they would just skip right over it and move on. I don't know if it's because those people took the number and left or some people like their kids took a number, things like that. Um, but the, the, the rate of skips were, was pretty high. I was pretty amused by that one. Okay. And, and then we saw, like, oh, you can order online. So we were like, oh, let's try to order online. Turns out you order online for like the next day. You can't order for that same day. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's a little like life hack pro tip. Yeah. So, uh, and that was it. After that, came home. Um, I can't. You know, she went home. Went to the gym. I came home. Did whatever I did yesterday. I guess I did a little bit of work and chilled out. Yeah. Yeah. How's uh? Yeah, I think that's it then. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. It seems like uh, we both sort of had a had some fun. Yeah, yeah, I I really needed it. Um, this this past like week and a half or two weeks with work and uh, just like stress has been really high. Yeah. So um, you know, I still got a good bit to do this week, but uh, next week I'm coming up to see you, see Bill Byrne in a uh, Madison Square Garden, in, uh, dude. Madison That's Square gonna Garden. be a lot of fun because we have killer seats. Yeah. I don't think we should do the podcast until Sunday so we can talk about the show, maybe. Um, I mean, not, we're not going to, we're not going to reveal jokes, but it's up to you, I'd say, but, or I guess we can figure it out as, you know, 
as time. Yeah, goes on. I don't see. I don't see why Sunday would be a bad play because you're gonna leave. Yeah, you're gonna leave Sunday. I have, yeah, I have to, I'm gonna leave Sunday morning. My half brother's coming down to visit my sister, and um, I wanna, I wanna catch up. Perfect. With them, Let's do so. it. Th- yeah, I think we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Let's kill it here. All right. Sounds good. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I'm Sandy. I'm Reza. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.